0: Welcome, everybody. Episode 724 of I Doubt It Podcast. I am your host, Jesse Dollimore, joined today, as I always am, by the lovely, the talented, the scholarly, Brittany Page, everybody.
2: Did you get your Mr. Potato Head? Did you order it before <laughs> they sell out?
0: I I, 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 I missed the window, I think.
2: Did you get your uh, obscure... Dr. Seuss books that no one has ever heard of that are being uh, no longer circulated.
0: I also missed out on that.
2: Well, I guess you are also a victim of fascism, um, according to Glenn Beck, because these private companies, you know, Hasbro (laughs) and the Dr. Seuss Enterprises, the entity that oversees his estate, uh, they have made decisions and... The conservatives are not happy about those decisions.
3: It,
0: it is interesting okay. to me. I, I think a lot of people might not know that particular detail. That this isn't the the the, 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 the potato head doll, the Mister and Mrs. Potato Head, that's just going to be Potato Head.
2: Mm-hmm. To to be more inclusive, right? But- and to welcome all quote in the Potato Head world.
0: <laughs> but the reason these things are changing, and the Dr. Seuss books thing isn't because of some quote-unquote woke mob that's beating down the doors of Hasbro and their Dr. Seuss estate. These are decisions that are being made on their own. Mm -hmm. Hasbro said, ah, it's 2021, bro. We don't want to do this anymore with this this gendered weirdo toy anyway. (laughs) It's a weirdo toy. Come on.
2: It's a strange toy. It's a strange toy. I mean, when you could
0: put... The The nose on the ear, mm-hmm. I was going to say it like on the butt, but I don't think there's a hole for the butt there.
2: I, I have no idea. I never owned one.
0: Uh, either did I.
2: And we'll never have a chance now, again, because of the fascism. The fascism. going Beck, losing his mind, he really, he said that they, these things, examples of fascism.
1: They are banning Dr. <laughs> Seuss books.
2: Banning. What is
0: that? It's a hard G. He's really putting a lot of stank on banning.
2: Yeah.
1: They are banning Dr.
0: Seuss books. <laughs>
2: Seriously? It's like a voice exercise.
0: What is he doing? I mean, listen, I've been accused a time or two about uh, being a little over the top.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When I get into my galled... Uh, my 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 preacher mode mhm that's fair but what's what's the, what's he trying to accomplish here
2: well he's a broadcaster he's a he's a morning radio guy
0: i guess anyway we'll let him continue we'll let him continue they are banning
1: doctor seuss books how much more do you need to see before All of America wakes up and goes, this is fascism. (laughs) fascism. This is fascism. (sighs) You don't destroy books. What is wrong with us, America? Glenn, go out and buy those (laughs) books today. Find out if you can get them. Buy Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. Because it's the end of an era. It is the end of freedom in America.
0: Wow.
1: Hyperbole,
0: anyone?
2: Well, th- this is what's remarkable. The things that have Glenn Beck finally yelling fascism and saying that there's no longer freedom in America is Dr. Seuss Enterprises discontinuing Six books, four of which are obscure that most people don't even know about. And Hasbro stopping with the uh, Mr. and Mrs. and the potato head. Those are the things that finally pushed him over the edge. Right,
0: right. Four years of Trump, no way. Yeah. It's these things.
2: Yeah. No more freedom and fascism. It's the end
0: of freedom, because of Dr. Seuss books.
2: But it also shows you how irresponsible Glenn Beck is. Oh,
0: he he doesn't care at all.
2: Because he he said they are doing this. Didn't inform his audience, just leaves them confused, right? And given their motivated reasoning, they want to believe that Joe Biden is doing something terrible. They want to believe the Democrats are doing something terrible. I mean, in addition to yeah. uh not, you know, taking action in the way that they need to on the stimulus, um, he he's leading them to believe like Joe Biden decided. Yeah, we're cancel green eggs and ham,
0: and also we're destroying books.
2: Yeah, we're gonna burn a giant pile of green eggs and ham. Well,
0: I, you probably don't know this, Brittany, but these six titles or so, six or so titles of these doc- obscure Dr. Seuss books, there, there, there's probably millions of copies stored in warehouses all over the country. They are so popular. Mm -hmm. Obscure, but there's so many
2: of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the reason that Dr. Seuss Enterprises is making this decision is because, according to part of the statement, quote, "...these books portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong." And they're referring to different books that uh, contain racist caricatures of people of African descent, people of Asian descent and Arab descent. And I mean, they specifically in the original versions use racial slurs. Yeah. Including uh, Asian, referring to Asian people using racial slurs. And they were revised in the 70s, 1978, toward the end, you know, kind of like Mormon church, black priesthood situation.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: uh, Same year, in fact.
2: Allowing black people into the priesthood in 1978. Pretty late. Pretty late.
0: So, I'm rubbing my chin here deep in thought, Brittany Page. Yeah. In 1978, when they amended from racist language to...
2: Slightly less
0: racist language. Mm-hmm. Was there was there a cry for an end to freedom? Mm. Was there was 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 fascism invoked, or did they say, "Ah, oh, yeah, that seems about right."
2: I think a lot of people probably didn't care because they probably didn't like know these books, just like Glenn Beck doesn't know these books and he's just wanting something to yell about because it reminds me of Donald Trump. You know, he spoke at CPAC and we're not going to talk about it at length, but he, he went off on a little tangent about the issue related to uh, trans athletes. And at one point he was saying that women's sports will be dead if trans athletes are permitted to um, participate. And, they're going to be dead. You're hearing
0: that a lot right now.
2: Yeah, they're, they're going to end. Women's sports will be over. And hearing that from Donald Trump, like uh, he is the WNBA's number one fan. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he's always talking about how the yeah. WNBA is more entertaining and more competitive than the NBA. Oh, yeah. Right? Because that's what, that's what these men say. He's right? gonna,
0: all these guys who are whining about women's sports, don't give a flying shit about women's sports at all. Exactly. I'm sure they've all made fun of women's soccer. Right. Uh, of women's basketball. Right. Women's track and field, whatever else. Right. They've made fun of it because of those reasons you just outlined.
2: And it's just like Glenn They Beckham don't even Dr. dunk. Says. I know. Exactly. I don't even care about sports, and I've heard all these arguments. Yeah. So it's just like... But now
0: they care a lot. Now it's it's the same thing. we got homeless vets. Right. What about the homeless vets, everybody? Yeah. Oh, all right, well, that's fun. Let's give... Um, Uh, A couple hundred billion dollars to end homelessness among veterans. Oh, no. What? Mm -hmm. We we don't want to do that. Yeah. I just wanted to use it as a cudgel to beat the (laughs) other side with.
2: Right. (laughs) And it's just like this. I mean, Glenn Beck saw something. Ooh, this fits right into the culture war. I think I'll spend... Maybe my whole show. I mean, <laughs> yeah. who knows how long he talked about it. I know Fox has been going on and on and on Tommy about Laren. this issue.
0: Tommy Lair, I did a video today about it. Tommy Lahren mm-hmm. was on Fox talking about this. And the Chiron, the Chiron said something about um, Dr. Seuss. I'm not going to say it, what it exactly, but it's the the end of it that is right. It's Dr. Seuss gets pulled from the shelves for alleged racism. Mm alleged racist content, something like that, but alleged.
2: Yeah. When using racial slurs is pretty directly.
0: It's racist enough that we're not using the words on the show.
2: (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, come on. Did they, did they read from the books to give examples on Fox?
0: No, no. She just whined about, well, it was very funny. It it just struck me as odd. No one watched the video, but it it struck me as odd. Is that a little whiny, by the way.
2: I mean, (laughs) a little bit, a little bit. It seems like you're hurt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> seems like there are some emotions. It, it
0: uh it was funny to me because she's saying r- cancel culture is is terrible and it's wrong and it's going to destroy America and the way we need to combat it is by canceling the companies <laughs> that are participating. That's mm. what I mean, come on. <laughs> It's unbelievable. I mean, it's totally believable.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Ugh, these idiots.
2: Yeah, not enough things to worry about, apparently. They
0: are banning <sighs> Glenn man. I mean, really, <laughs> of all the griftery grifters in the grift world, Glenn Beck's up there with them.
2: Remember he had that period of like
0: hating Donald Trump?
2: There was like slight redemption, right? Where he kind of came back and it seemed like he was being almost welcomed back into normalcy yeah
0: because it was like a no way this is too much Donald Trump is too much no way and then he realized he was out on a limb by himself and then came crawling back and now he's in be- in bed in business with with uh, Mark Mark Levin mm. the 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 propagandist idiot who's like In league with Sean Hannity, I mean, come
4: on.
2: Well, listening to this, listening to this very brief segment, it's hard for me to believe that Glenn Beck actually believes what he's saying. You know, I mean, when you made a joke like Glenn, are you there? I almost felt like watching that part where he pauses. Yeah. The look on his face, the pause. I feel like in that moment he was taking a moment to hate himself and really reflect on (laughs) who he is, what he's become. Yeah. And. It's just, it's gotta be, it's gotta be pretty rough on you to be soulless, you Yeah, know? He,
0: he is a fucking pathetic charlatan. It's, it's, it, it's not, he's not even skillful at, like, hiding it at all. Hmm. I mean, because, at least with a guy like Ben Shapiro, you, you, you've got, uh... He wore his female genitalia. Some patina of authenticity that that's really what he believes you know, he's always wearing his yarmulke. He's a, he's an observant Jew. He's, he could tie all that up into his religion. He hasn't really flip-flopped on a lot of issues where Glenn Beck is just straight up all over the map. Hmm. I mean, you don't leave the Donald Trump camp and then come right back in. I, I mean, this is Dave Rubin type of stuff here. Hmm. Ugh. Anyway.
4: Extra large and extra hard.
0: We'll move on to some listener communication. Uh, We have been talking a lot about the $15 minimum wage. We talked a little bit last time about the Senate parliamentarian and the decision she made giving counsel to Senate leadership that it was not allowed, not appropriate, didn't follow the Senate rules, not the law, but guidelines of the Senate, that it couldn't be included in the reconciliation bill the budget bill that's part of the reconciliation that what doesn't need sixty votes. It only needs fifty one votes. So uh the Senate decided they're not gonna include it. Not great. Anyway, we got a lot of calls on it and we're gonna go in to them straight away.
5: Hey Brittany, hi Jesse. This is Jeff, your uh neighbor from north of you in Orange County. Um that sounds weird. Anyway. <laughs> um Jesse, you're wrong. Oh. Uh it is a good thing that they took the fifteen dollar minimum wage out of the COVID relief bill after the part of the inventory ruled that it was not within the rules. They would either have to change the rules of the Senate first, which would require everyone on board or get rid of the filibuster through the same process, and there's no guarantee of that happening. But leaving it in would cause the Republicans to have the entire relief bill instantly thrown out once it was passed. It wouldn't take any time at all for that to be gone and nothing to happen. So this is the best way in the situation that we're in. Uh, you don't want this type of situation, then people need to not vote Republican. And that's simply it. And yeah, we need to get rid of the old people. We need new young people in Congress, all of Congress. Uh, you know, representation, actual representation. That'd be nice. Like, you know, equal number men, women, trans, people of color, you know, equivalent to what the country has. Anyway, uh, yeah. Keep up the good work.
0: So
2: Jeff thinks you're wrong. Th- that is, Jeff thinks we're wrong.
0: That is that is okay. Um, Jeff, l- let me say this. Maybe, maybe be a little bit careful about using the phrase with your mouth, get rid of the old people. <laughs> uh, maybe it's just me, <laughs> but that seems like it could be a problematic statement. Yeah. I'm teasing. I get the job. I mean, I I get what you're
2: saying.
0: Um uh oddly enough uh Jeff our not at all stalkery neighbor from the north <laughs> uh you're wrong, you are wrong it's it, you, oh. you, you have a fundamental ignorance, and I don't mean you're you're stupid I just mean you're ignorant of the Senate procedures here the The fifteen dollar minimum wage bill was going to be included in this reconciliation bill, and reconciliation is a method by which you can pass budgetary um measures in the Senate. Without 60 votes, the cloture vote, you can avoid filibuster by doing um, what's called reconciliation. And it is what is called the the Byrd rule, Robert Bird. It's another archaic rule Mm -hmm. by someone who is long dead, who used to be a senator from West Virginia. So if they had, by taking it out you don't you're they're not avoiding republicans voting for this or not because all they need is 51 votes in the senate to get this passed by taking minimum wage out all they're doing is bending over backwards and coddling republicans all they're doing is bending over backwards and coddling moderate democrats so not wrong try again next time wow
2: (laughs) Uh, Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I mean, I'm not teasing. I'm teasing about being a dick. I'm not really teasing about that. I'm kind of a dick. But um, (laughs) I'm teasing about teasing him. Everything I just said was correct. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I'm really digging a hole now. Well,
2: and I would like to reiterate something that we touched on, particularly related to the Senate parliamentarian, which is a very fun word to say.
0: Everybody who called mispronounced it. Every, Not just Jeff, everybody who calls mispronounces it.
2: For the first day, I kept calling it parliamentariat.
0: Yes, that's right. <laughs> that is right.
2: So join the club. It's all right. <laughs> Um, I, I want to read this statement from Bernie Sanders because the the Senate parliamentarian is not elected. We talked about that last time.
0: Are you on his website? Because I have this website up.
2: No, I'm not on his website. Oh, okay. And he said, quote, my personal view is that the idea that we have a Senate staffer, a high ranking staffer deciding whether 30 million Americans get a pay raise or not is nonsensical. Elected officials have got to make that decision, not a staffer who's unelected.
0: 100%. Absolutely. Bernie's right.
2: Hard to argue with that.
0: Yeah, it is hard to argue.
2: And it's it's pretty uh astounding that you have one person who can decide that like 30 million people yeah. don't get a raise. The 19% of the United States just nope, who, no raise for you.
0: Who are stuck making the money that they were making in 2009. I didn't even live in California in 2009. I still lived in Boise. I mean, that means nothing to anybody listening, but that's a long time ago. We haven't raised the minimum wage since 2009. Who goes that long without a pay raise? What kind of money were you making out there in 2009? Well, we know what kind of money you were making if you make if you make a minimum wage. It's unacceptable.
2: I remember I remember getting a paycheck and having it say five forty five. And I don't know if that's what I started at, but I remember it saying five forty five.
0: Yeah. Well, that one must have been
2: Not that long ago, quite frankly.
0: Two thousand <laughs> two thousand seven or eight. There was a period where every year or two it would get a bump. Mm hmm. I mean, they need to just tie, tie it to inflation. Set a mark and then and then t- tie it to inflation.
2: Well, and that's what always ends up happening. You hear these Republicans saying, when I was young, I made this much and I worked my way up and everything was fine. And then they do the, the they math. They adjust it. Yeah. They adjust it for inflation and they were making like $23 an hour.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: right. So, okay, keep talking about how much you used to make back in the day and...
0: Well, some idiot tweeted about, uh, well, if if this is what you want, a burrito from Taco Bell is going to be $35. And no burritos from Taco Bell globally, because it's an international, air quotes, restaurant chain. um, There are no $35 burritos. They're, They're roughly the same price as they are here. Marginally more expensive.
2: Well, it's just like people referring to automation. That that's already happening yeah, when yeah, they're yeah. already paying people so little that they need to be on welfare. Yeah. So as not a great, it, not a great argument
0: as soon. Listen, automated checkout lines, self checkout lines have been around for far longer than the, the minimum wage being seven twenty five. So it is a nonsense argument. Anyway, thank you for Jeff for the call. Hope you don't take my teasing uh, too seriously.
4: Hello, Jesse and Brittany. This is Laura in Texas with my girlfriend, Michelle. We just got finished listening to 723. And I have to tell you guys, uh, well, y'all are hilarious. And Jesse, you were so freaking funny. We were laughing out loud, howling. And just thank you so much for that because, oh my gosh, you know, we, we need a little levity uh, after this year. So thank you. Um, what I want to say is I'm so incredibly frustrated with the Democrats because I'm so tired of how weak and subservient they are to the Republicans. It's incredibly frustrating. And I think that they need to do what the Republicans do when they're arguing a point Uh, especially around the minimum wage. This is, it's absolutely fucking ridiculous that they're resisting raising it when the majority of everyone, even Republicans in the country, agree that it needs to be raised. And this is so stupid. And so I just think the Democrats need to throw a freaking shit fit on the floor and make a big stink about it like the Republicans always do and just get, real blustery and and get a lot of attention like the idiot republicans do so i i just i get so tired of everyone being so nice and following the rules and being just you know they they just i don't know they just cow down to the republicans and it's incredibly frustrating so um okay well that was my vent um We love you guys. It's so wonderful to hear other liberals get pissed off and frustrated and express it very well. So thank you for that. It's very cathartic to listen to you guys. Anyway, keep it up. Love you guys. Bye.
2: Well, thank you for that. Very nice. And very nice voice as well. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Very radio. radio Radiotastic. Radio-rific.
2: Yes. Exactly. Sure. Uh, Nice. Um, I
0: mean, they are banning
1: real good Seuss books. Real good.
2: Yeah, real good. So, I think what's what's strange to me about the Democrats is that they uh, they backpedal when it comes to helping people. And that seems like something that uh, a lot of people would be on board with. And in fact, they are. Most people, the majority of Americans, support increasing the minimum wage, for example. And yet here you have them fearful of actually taking that action, taking steps to help people, taking steps that would benefit a lot of people who would then be excited to support them and vote for them. And you're seeing this also in how they are now... Lowering the income caps for the $1,400 stimulus checks. Yes. And, I mean, that's another move where they're deciding, you know what? Let's actually give help, give cash to fewer people. Help fewer people.
0: Yeah. it, It is. And all to coddle, again... Republicans and moderate Democrats. Mm-hmm. It's not, and the difference that they're making by cutting out uh, whatever the, the that specific uh, metric of individual, I think seventy-five or eighty thousand dollars that they make, it is a scant few billion dollars out of a one point nine trillion dollar bill,
3: mm-hmm.
0: a one thousand nine hundred billion dollar bill. And they're saving like 50 billion or something. I mean, it's, it's meaningless in the scale of things, but it makes Republicans and moderate Democrats feel all warm and fuzzy like they're doing something when they're not. All they're doing is harming tens of millions of actual hardworking Americans who are in desperate need right now.
2: Well, and if you didn't know what those income caps are for the $1400 stimulus checks for individuals or for single filers, like you said 75,000 capped at 80,000, for heads of households, uh, 112,000 capped at 120,000, and for joint filers, 150,000 capped at 160,000.
0: Yeah. It, it just <sighs> If we look at the bright side though, this could be a radicalizing moment for a lot of moderate milk-toast Democrats. A lot of people who are now seeing all the promises that were made. There's a clip out there of Joe Biden that somebody put together. Watchdog, Dems Watchdog is the, uh, is the Twitter handle. And I'm not going to play the whole clip because it's two minutes and 20 seconds long. But it's just uh, Joe Biden on, from 2019 on on the campaign trail railing about how, no, it, we must, we must, we must, $15 minimum wage, minimum wage, Let me play like 15 seconds of it.
6: It is long past time. We have a $15 federal minimum wage. It's long past time. We pass a national $15 an hour minimum wage. it's long, long, long past time that there's a minimum wage at $15 an hour. It's long past time to be a $15 federal minimum wage. $15 minimum wage. $15 minimum wage. If- I mean, if it's long
0: past time and it's so important... That you talked about it and promised it, then why are you just bending over backwards for Republicans and moderate Democrats? Mm-hmm. If it really is going to impact tens of millions of Americans' lives directly on a day-by-day, week-by-week basis, why not fight for it? I, I just I don't understand it.
2: hmm Yeah. Well, and it seems like many of the listeners share that frustration and I think that both of us expressed concern that there would be many people who were upset about the the criticism that we were leveling at mm-hmm. the Democrats. But many of the listeners I think agreed.
0: Yeah. Um let's get to a couple more calls. Thanks, uh, Laura, for the call. We appreciate it very much.
7: Hey Jesse and Brittany. It's Josh from Wisconsin. I just was listening to the most recent podcast here while I'm at work. I wanted to respond to the issue with the $15 an hour minimum wage being dropped and the Senate parliamentarian being the center of the blame for the Democrats as to why they can't do it. I'm tired of this crap. I'm fed up with Democrats that won't fight for us. If let's put the shoes on the other foot and say that Republicans had control of the Senate and that Trump and Pence were still in the White House. If the Senate parliamentarian told Mitch McConnell that they can't get something done because it violates the Senate rules You know exactly what Mitch McConnell would do. If Vice President Pence wouldn't have overridden what the parliamentarian told him, Mitch McConnell would have fired her and put somebody in place that would have told her, or I'm sorry, told Mitch McConnell that it was okay to proceed. You know exactly what the Republicans would do if the shoe were on the other foot. They'd ram their agenda down our throat. They don't care about the rules. They don't care about decorum. They don't care about even following their own precedent they said let's be realistic if the Senate goes back to the Republicans in 2022 because the Democrats refuse to get anything done nothing's getting done Mitch McConnell say if he regains control of the Senate and say on January 20th 2023 that Clarence Thomas passes away Mitch McConnell will leave that Supreme Court seat open for two years he doesn't care about the Constitution. He doesn't care about Senate rules. He doesn't care about Senate procedures. He'll do what, he'll do what he's going to do. Democrats need to stop pretending like these rules only apply to them or that Republicans follow rules and procedures. Get this done. I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of Democrats that won't fight for us. They roll over because the Senate parliamentarian told them to? Who gives a shit what the Senate parliamentarian said? Get the goddamn job done. And this idea that I think that you two were discussing and Brittany actually mentioned that we should be allowed to criticize Democrats. You're goddamn right we can criticize Democrats. Four years before were horrible, yes, but the Democrats have power now, and we need to hold them accountable. Anyway, trying to keep it cool best I could, but I lost it a little there. Love the show. Keep it up. You guys are doing a great job at holding the Democrats accountable. Uh, Brittany's the best part, as well as Jesse's the best part. Glad that Popeye is doing better. Love the show. Britney's the best part.
0: Bye. I shouldn't have really played it because he. We can't both be the best part. This is this is a little I, ridiculous. Can
2: I just say I smile every time someone mentions Popeye because I just I wish he could hear everyone like talking about him. I don't know that he <laughs> would
0: give a flying butthole. I don't think he would care. Look at him.
2: He wouldn't care a lot right now. He's currently crashed out, but he he, he appreciates it.
0: So, Josh, for one, you don't need to apologize for anything, even your uh, repeated mispronunciation of the word parliamentarian. I'm only saying that because Brittany also.
2: Again, don't forget I was calling pa- parliament- parliamentarian for a long time.
0: Just quit saying it because now you're going to cement <laughs> it in. Um, I am also Tired of Democrats not fighting for the people, not holding themselves to account, not holding themselves to the promises they've made. And and let me go further. As much of a good idea, and I, I take it uh, what you're saying, that they would just fire and move on. That's what the Republicans would do. That is what the Republicans have done in the past. It doesn't take a uh, a Mitch McConnell, a diabolical individual like Mitch McConnell, Trent Lott, who was not a radical, he fired the Senate parliamentarian when they disagreed. But the Democrats don't even have to fire her. They could just say, huh, thank you for your perspective. We don't agree. And uh, we're going to go a different direction. That's all they have to do. If she resigns in protest, then that's what she does. She holds no power. She is unelected. She's so unelected, she can just be fired.
2: They also call her a referee,
0: right, and these and we, we stop using the word rules because it makes it sound set in stone. These are guidelines that's what these are
2: it's like a a stop sign in a parking lot that is oh it's a suggestion
0: very, very happy that you said that
2: and even some other stop signs, I think can be considered suggestions no. Well, but
0: certainly, stop signs in parking lots can be completely disregarded.
2: <laughs> um, I did not say that, so. Brittany. You
0: are absolutely one hundred percent correct. No, no. <laughs> we should act like they don't even. It should. It's just. It's. 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 It's a Mad Max Thunderdome <laughs> in parking lots. No. Yes. Every human being for themselves.
2: I think everyone heard me correct. Josh,
0: thank you for the call. I will pass along Brittany's hatred of parking lot stop signs <laughs> to the management. Next up, Ben in Tennessee.
3: Hey, this is Ben in Knoxville again. Uh, I was just calling because I was—I'm sitting here listening to some uh, independent news, and uh, you know, uh, Joe Biden just recently—he just uh, agreed to bomb Syria or did bomb Syria, and he also killed the minimum wage uh, fight, the fight for 15 uh, through reconciliation. Um, and he's blaming it on, uh, parliament, uh, saying that they can't do it, even though it's, uh, you know, it's not, uh, something that they can really do. It can be overridden. So I was just curious what you guys think. I mean, I think it, it, it almost appears like the Democrats are bound and determined to, uh, be voted out in two years and, uh, that they are, uh, bound and determined to break every promise that they made on the campaign trail. Um, Just four months ago So uh, What do we do What do we do with this Where do we go from here I'd love to hear What you guys think uh, Thanks for all you do Love the show uh, Brittany is uh, The best part Talk to you later <laughs> Love the
2: show
4: Britney is the
2: best part Was he Bye. being Like tortured When he said that <laughs> uh,
0: Reluctantly I'd like to add That uh, Britney is The best part
2: <laughs> I mean he almost choked As he was saying He was like gagging While he was saying it Um so, I think th- what's happening here is that the, <laughs> the Democrats are. Donald Trump could get reelected very easily. I think that's a reality. Yeah, and um, I think that they need to take it more seriously. And I know that, that CPAC is not representative and their exit poll. CPAC, of...
1: <laughs> America uncancelled.
2: I know that their exit poll of who the. CPAC attendees would like to see as president in 2024 is not representative of the entire Republican Party. Excuse
0: very Florida because it was held in Florida.
2: Yeah, and so Donald Trump was number one, and then Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, was number two, who's apparently received checks from wealthy individuals who live in wealthy parts of Florida. So their that whole have community received vaccines. First. Yeah,
0: man. So
2: Miami Herald coming out with that reporting. Um. Anyway, he was number two, Ron DeSantis. So I, I just I think that the the Democrats need to be a little bit more fearful of the future and what is going to happen in two years and who they may be running against and what's going to happen with all of these Trump supporters who believe, by the way, that Donald Trump is going to be president tomorrow, <laughs> or depending on when you listen oh, to this tomorrow, or depending on when you listen to this that's today, the fourth, yeah, they're beefing up security at the Capitol because. There are QAnon supporters. I got
0: a dentist appointment tomorrow. I better be careful.
2: <laughs> there are QAnon supporters who believe he's he's going to be president tomorrow. He's going to uh, come back and do all the QAnon stuff that they want. So done.
0: I, I mean, you you said it all, Brittany Page. Well, not all, but all I was going to say. I, I would say this uh, relative to the election coming up. You know, in twenty twenty four. That there are no good options on the Republican side. I mean, if somebody like Ben Sass thinks he's going to make some kind of inroads with Mag America, he's out of his mind. They're only bad choices, only degrees of terrible um, from Donald Trump on down. Josh Hawley, who doesn't have, he's not ready for prime time, that guy. But all of them, they're all terrible.
2: So is your argument that Democrats are thinking, okay, all these Republicans that any that we would be up against next time are so terrible that if we don't deliver on our promises, we'll still be fine? Or no. What?
0: No, I think the Democrats are, are, they know how terrible the Republicans are. So it puts everybody in a tight spot of, yeah, we know we got fucked by the Democrats, but... This is the alternative. If we don't. If we don't vote for the guy who we hate less, the the very existence of our country is at stake.
2: So they they are taking the bet that what happened in getting Joe Biden elected, yes. which yep. was not a landslide victory, no, uh, will just happen again because people will be afraid of the alternative.
0: Listen, uh, yeah, th- I believe that's true, but I I want to speak to the not a landslide victory thing. If you were someone who argued. Uh, no, Donald Trump, it's not a landslide victory. But now we're thinking that Joe Biden just ran away with this thing. You need to think about it because they won by the exact same margin in the Electoral College. Anyway. So let's, um, let's go to the, the Patreon, talk about our new supporters. And then I want to talk about Jen Psaki and her take from the White House press briefing room on this entire parliamentarian issue. I Doubt It is an independent podcast supported
1: by listeners like you via Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as $2 a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you find the show informative, entertaining, or both, go to dollamore.com Patreon and choose the contribution level that's right for you.
2: We would like to thank our brand new Patreon supporter, D Duffy.
0: D Duffy. And that's
2: well, it's it's enough. It's enough Uh, anonymous. It's (laughs) there's some anonymity there, so it's fine. And then we would also like to thank two Patreon supporters because they doubled their pledge.
0: Unbelievable.
2: Mary T.H.
0: Mary T.H.
2: And Andrew D.P.
0: Andrew D.P.
2: Both have a middle initial and then yeah. a, a last name. So make sure you're checking your mailboxes. We're starting to get the pictures of the stickers. We very much appreciate that. Feel free to send it to us on the social media channels at Dollamore, at Brittany e. Page, at I Doubt It Podcast. Uh, like we've been saying, if you failed to update your address, or did not receive a sticker, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, I know there were people that didn't update their address on Patreon and they have reached out to us, so I appreciate you doing that and sending in your address. We'll be sure to get stickers out to everyone who messages us. We, uh, we as in me, stuffed hundreds of envelopes wow. and sent just them out. Wow, just cut me right out of the loop. No
0: credit for Jesse D. And
2: listen, every single time I went to the, the post office, I had an interaction with an anti-masker. So I'm ready and prepared to continue the trend.
0: Did you call any names?
2: Uh, we don't need to talk about the specific <laughs> interactions that occurred. We'll just yeah. say that there were some run-ins. Yeah,
0: there were some run-ins. And
2: everything's fine. Everything worked out. All right. All right.
0: So Jin was asked about this very thing that we've been talking about now for, for over 40 minutes. And her answer leaves a lot to be desired. Here she is.
4: Hello, pores. Oh
2: wait,
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> that's not Jen Saki.
2: Oh, that's one of my favorites. That's though. Kylie Brakeman. That's Kylie Brakeman. Hello, pores. <laughs> Definitely follow Kylie Brakeman on social media. <laughs> She's very funny, uh, amazing bits that she does. That's from one of my favorite videos. I don't know if she names them, so I don't know which one yeah, to like, yeah, tell yeah. you to go watch, but it's, they're very funny. I just funny. typed
0: in Hello Poors on Twitter. Oh, okay. And then I got... I got it's a whole long video. Where, yeah. Anyway. She's the one where she does the, the blue check marks. That's the tweet. Uh, what? Oh my God. That's it. That's the tweet. She's fucking hilarious. For sure. For sure. So seriously, here's
7: Jin Saki.
4: Hello, poors. <laughs> oh, God.
7: Decision, you said that he respects that decision, but
4: progressives don't
7: understand this. In some respect, they're like, why not fight for this? So why is the White House not more aggressively challenging that and sending the vice president to try and, and potentially overrule that with the vote?
8: Well, uh, the the decision for a vice, the vice president to uh, vote to overrule or to take a step to overrule is not a simple decision. Uh, it would also require 50 votes. Uh, as you know, it's not a one-step decision. And the president and the vice president both respect uh, the history of the Senate. Uh, they are both formally served in the Senate, and that's not an action we intend to take. But I the president is committed to raising the minimum wage, to working to determine the best vehicle forward to doing that. That's why he put it in the package. He wants it to be raised to $15 an hour, and he will be in touch with uh, leaders uh, from all wings of the party in determining the best path forward for that. Go ahead, Jeff. follow
7: up to Jeff's question, which, which strikes me, the, the, the White House doesn't have 50 votes to confirm Nira tandem as OMB director, and yet... Uh, We heard from the White House Chief of Staff say that the White House, they're going to fight their guts out, fight our guts out, was the phrase he used to get her confirmed. So why push for that and not push as hard, one could say, for raising the minimum wage? You could make the argument that the American people stand to benefit more from a, a higher wage than they would from a chosen OMB director.
8: Well, I think that's mixing a few things um, kind of irresponsibly, if I'm just being totally honest. Um, I would say on the minimum wage, the president included a raise of the minimum wage in his package because he felt strongly that it's long overdue, that men and women working hard, trying to make ends meet, shouldn't be living at the poverty level. That's why he put it in his package. There is a process that go- it goes through, a parliamentary process, it, when it's a reconciliation bill, as you know, but for people who haven't been following all the nitty gritty of this, because it's a budgetary bill. Uh, that's why it went through the process. And uh, you know, again, I would, I would send you to talk to leaders in Congress to see if they have the 50 votes necessary. But regardless, the president, the vice president, have made the decision they're not going to move forward uh, with that step. But also, it's not a simple process. It requires two steps. As it relates to Neera Tanden, she is somebody who has decades of experience. Uh, she is qualified. She is uh, prepared to lead the budget uh, team. And uh, we continue, of course, to fight for the confirmation of, uh, of every nominee uh, that the president puts forward. We'll see if we have 50 votes. That's part of the journey. That's part of democracy in action. So
2: really, there could just be one sentence summary here, and that is we're not going to do that. That's yeah, it. Yeah. We're not going to do that. I mean, it, it, she kind of came back to it twice and reiterated yeah, yeah, yeah. there weren't a lot of detailed explanations for why specifically.
0: Well, that's what I wanted to say is I finish her sentence for her that the, the president and the vice president respect the history of the Senate dot 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 more than the tens of millions of Americans who are in desperate need of a pay raise. They respect the rules and the history of the Senate more than they do the people whose lives are actually on the line.
2: Well, and one way to look at it, too, is that the Americans who voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, they gave Vice President Harris the power to override as the presiding officer of the Senate. Right. And she's not going to use that power to overrule.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the question that needs to be asked.
2: So what about all those millions of Americans? What is it? 80 million Americans that voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? Yeah,
0: 80-81, yeah. Uh, Listen, she can say all she wants that Joe Biden is committed to raising the minimum wage, but the sentence can be finished. That he's committed to raising the minimum wage unless Republicans and moderate Democrats don't want to that he, he feels strongly that it's long overdue to raise the minimum wage, unless Republicans and moderate Democrats don't think so. It's either a, a, a wild priority that is long overdue, as in 2009 and now it's 2021, or it's not. You don't get to hide behind the Senate parliamentarian. You don't get to hide behind your great reverence for the, the Senate. The the upper chamber. You don't you don't get to do that.
2: Well, in a 2010 interview, the Senate parliamentarian or parliamentariat, depending on your preference, uh, <laughs> Robert Dove.
0: Robert Dove
2: said, "Quote: It is the decision of the vice president whether or not to play a role here. The parliamentarian can only advise. It is the vice president who rules."
0: Yeah, because the the vice president is the president of the Senate. When you, when you watch when you watch the Senate when it's in action and you see Mitch McConnell or Chuck, Chuck Schumer or whomever else is addressing the chair. If is, they'll either, they'll, they, they will either say, yikes, um, Madam president or, or Mr. President. And they're not talking to the president of the United States. They're addressing the president of the Senate and the presiding officer is, is in the place of the president of the Senate, which is the vice president. mm mm-hmm. I mean, John Adams talked about uh, when he was vice president, the the first vice president of the United States, being the most miserable time of his life because he just presided over the Senate the whole time. And it was actually there. He was there and it was just miserable for him. Hmm. So it's really relatively recently that the vice president isn't there doing the actual job that they're there to do.
2: Yeah. Well, one of the benefits, too, of keeping the uh, wage increase in the bill is that it would force Democrats to decide if they're going to uh, yeah. follow through on keeping the promise that they made yeah. or not. And,
0: Christian cinema and, and, and Joe Manchin.
2: Right. And will force them to deliver their vote to the public, to show it in public about whether or not they support that. Which, they're is, follow through.
0: which is also something it, it shines a light on something that happens all too often especially in congress is that other senators will give their colleagues cover like like Joe Biden I believe will be doing he'll be giving them the the cover to say well it didn't come up for a vote I didn't have to do that hmm. it should be put to a vote so we know
2: mm-hmm. who
0: to primary come reelection time right uh, anyway we were going to talk about how Texas is reopening and I've got a clip here of their idiotic governor uh, Greg Abbott talking about lifting uh, the the statewide mask mandate and b- businesses being able to open, including restaurants at 100%. But we're not going to do it.
2: So disturbing. It's just so, it's just,
0: it is nutty. It is bananas that they're getting re- It's like-
2: Wildly it's, irresponsible. It's like that
0: comment. I think it was a Twitter comment from someone um, that really just is emblematic of this entire philosophy. The older guy who got his COVID vaccine- and said, well, nothing's going to change for me. I'm still going to be eating out. I'm still going to be hanging out with family. I'm still going to be hugging people and being in cl- close proximity. But yeah, I got the, I got the vaccine.
2: Yeah. Uh. Well, and that's going to be one of the more unfortunate things, I think, that we're going to encounter when we're all through this, is there are going to be people that never followed the rules, didn't follow the guidelines, continued to live as they were, never got sick because they're lucky, Yeah. Because of luck. Right. And then they will say whatever they're going to say about it being a hoax or they never need to follow the guidelines because it didn't matter for them. They weren't affected and they're not going to take luck into account. What's what's disturbing about Texas is that there's several states that don't require face masks, um, despite the health warnings. Idaho, Arizona, Alaska, Texas, Oklahoma, are you South th- Dakota. Are you
0: seeing a theme here?
2: Nebraska, uh, Missouri, Tennessee, Mississippi, Georgia, South Carolina, and Florida.
0: <laughs> wow. And I mean, really? The
2: unfortunate thing about this is that it's going to be put on. Restaurant workers, grocery store employees, to enforce these rules. Now that the state mandate isn't in place, and so that just means increased abuse of people that are just trying to get by, also trying to do a job.
0: Greg Abbott talks about like, oh, you know, the 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 things that are different now is that people a year ago didn't even know what PPE was, and now they do. How does that change the metrics that people know what PPE is, Greg Abbott?
2: Well, are they going to use it?
0: You, you fucking buffoon! Are
2: they going to use well, it? Of
0: course they're not. But what he's also not taking into account is that almost fifty thousand Texans have died from COVID. Over two and a half million Texans have contracted the disease, and they're just well. There's a couple vaccines out. We've got you know fewer than ten percent are are. are are, are immunized when 70% need to be.
2: Right. And you also have the variants. What, what? Yeah, they're
0: just walking into a problem. And
2: we're man. almost there. We're yeah. almost there. if And listen, if you're out there, if you're hanging on just a little bit longer for the vaccines to roll out, Joe Biden saying that there's going to be enough for every adult by, by the end of May. Yeah. It, we're almost there. And all you have to do is just a few more months of not being selfish of just yeah, be, listen, being a team player. That's e- it. Even waiting
0: another 30 days could make all the difference in the world. It, it, just, it's, it is irresponsible.
2: And you and I, the last time that we ate inside a restaurant, I went through my camera roll because yeah. I took a picture of the last meal that we had, was March 15th, 2020. We have not eaten in a restaurant for, it, it's almost a year. Almost yeah. one full year. And it was our main hobby.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it, it is a very laughable thing that you're saying, um, yeah. but it is factual. Yeah. I mean that whether we like go out to a to a, a brewery and have a couple of beers and a snack, or or dining out, mm-hmm. that that's that was what we did. That was our leisure,
2: and it's been a year. So a year, and that's all it takes. By the way, is small sacrifices. And I realize a lot of it isn't small. It hasn't felt small. Sometimes it's been very, very hard, but it's being a team player for the greater good. That's it. And we're almost there. It's only a little bit longer, and then we'll be through it. But we we have to continue. We have to stay on track. And I know people in the audience realize this, so I'm speaking into an echo chamber.
0: (laughs) I'm speaking directly to Greg Abbott.
2: Yeah, but maybe he will hear us.
0: Hey, Greg, don't be a dick. (laughs) Yeah, fucking mook. Um So the other thing that I want to talk about this this show's really gonna end up be it just being Democrat bashing, but there's so many things right now that I think it needs to be said. We can't we can't pass on a moment to talk about this uh Andrew Como thing. Hmm. Um He's been accused by multiple women now. He initially denied it. Uh now that there have been subsequent women come forth, he has apologized, gave the classic Uh, I now know that what I did was, uh, but I'm not going to resign. Fuck you. I'm not resigning.
2: Well, and he is denying some of the, I think at least one allegation because he's saying that he never touched anyone in an inappropriate way. And one of the women is alleging that he um, kissed her.
0: Yeah. And one that he put his hands on her face and was going to kiss her or something. And that's on camera. There's a picture of that moment. And also, if you touch somebody without their consent, you touch them inappropriately, bro. That's how it works. Just because you're governor, and just because you're the son of a an icon in New York politics, Mario Cuomo, doesn't mean you get a pass,
2: bro. Well, and... I wanna say there's been a few times we've been wrong on this show, including by the way, on the last show. I'm remembering now, Henry in Texas uh tweeted at us and said, Hey guys, you were wrong about Representative Al Green.
0: Hey, why why is it when there's something wrong I get dragged into it? Well you read that it was he was from New York. Okay,
2: well, I have someone to blame, and that's the friendly atheist over at Patheos. Because I was <laughs> I I was reading from that article that he wrote. Yeah, so yeah. that's where I was getting that information. And so I was wrong. I admit it. I should have you know, check to make sure that the Friendly Atheist was correct. He was not. And so uh, Representative Al Green is not from New York. He's from Texas. Yes. So just want to clear that up. But one thing we were right about is we did not jump on the Andrew Cuomo train when all of the praise was coming out for his daily press conferences. And people started talking about how maybe he should run for president. Um, There were times where I will admit I enjoyed or thought it was funny when Chris Cuomo and Andrew Cuomo would do their little bits on on CNN, although I will say it got old really fast because yeah, yeah, yeah. these news network anchors can become like celebrities or like pseudo celebrities, and they kind of slip into that mode, and Chris Cuomo does that very well. Like he's
0: an influencer rather than a journalist.
2: Yes. And I think he had that opportunity with his brother. What's weird is he somehow now believes that after months of doing these bits with his brother and having his brother on to talk about the pandemic, he is somehow immune from having to talk about the sexual harassment allegations.
6: Before we start tonight, uh, let me say something that I'm sure is very obvious to you who watch my show. And thank you for that. You're straight with me. I'll be straight with you. Obviously, I'm aware of what's going on with my brother.
0: And obviously, I cannot cover it because he is my brother.
6: Now, of course, CNN has to cover it. They have covered it extensively, and they will continue to do so. I have always cared very deeply about these issues, and profoundly so. I just wanted to tell you that. There's a lot of news going on that matters also. So let's get after that.
0: Let's get after it. Unless it has to do with my brother and then no.
2: Well, and so how is this? Is this how journalism works? I mean, you can talk about your brother when it's good things that you want to promote that he's doing. But then you don't, you can't report on him when it comes to criticism. It
0: it, it, it should be either. It should be both. Either you, you, because if you're not going to talk about him when there's a scandal then you shouldn't be having him on night after night, the, the yuckety-yuck Cuomo hour.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: No, it should be, no, it has to do with my brother. I'm not going to cover it at all. It just You you can make the decision one way or the other, but you don't get to pick and choose. That's not how ethics
2: work. Yeah.
0: So, uh Andrew Cuomo should resign. I will say it fl- plat- flatly and plainly. I, I said... um Last month I said he should resign over the the coronavirus numbers that he uh, hid that the over double there were over double the deaths that they were reporting in nursing homes if nursing home uh covid victims were brought to the hospital from a nursing home and they died in the hospital they weren't counted as a nursing home death they lied they lied about it because they wanted to circumvent an investigation that's the reason they gave Andrew Cuomo should resign, absolutely, and now doubly so.
2: Are you sure, though? Because I'm hearing some people online say (laughs) that Donald Trump might be behind this. It is remarkable
0: (laughs) watching Democrats scramble. Watching people, especially on Twitter, and I know Twitter's not real live, but people will say there'll be an article about Andrew Cuomo and all of these allegations. And someone will say, well, Donald Trump at 39. Yeah, well, he should be fucking prosecuted too. Andrew Cuomo should be gone too. You don't get to be in a position of power and not be held accountable when you abuse the power. No. And Al Franken should have been gone too while we're at it. It was a good thing that he left.
2: Well, Kristen Gillibrand seems to have a different opinion on Andrew Cuomo right Of course
0: she does. Which is interesting. Because Al Franken was in Minnesota and Andrew Cuomo is in her backyard. She has to look at him at parties and see him at fundraisers. She's another... Anyway.
2: Well, we do have one more thing to get to. (laughs) We sure do. The asshole of today Dr. Scott Green
0: Dr. Scott Green
2: Sorry, that was a little delayed on my part Because I was uh, second guessing myself As I was reading it I was actually trying to look for I believe that he's a plastic surgeon I think that that's what he is
0: Yeah, I think so too
2: I'm not totally certain But I I think that I read that It's not in this article that I'm seeing here But, uh, you know, it's not written by the friendly atheist So I think we can trust it I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was going to court on Zoom cuz you know they're doing that. They're doing court virtually just like other things. Yeah,
0: this was a trial for a traffic violation.
2: Yeah, he was in traffic court and he was dressed in surgical gear and had a patient on the operating table and he hopped on his traffic court call. And it was
0: it's not just like traffic court where they just, "Oh, okay, were you going 52 blah blah." It was a trial. They were going to have a trial right then.
2: Yeah, he was appearing before a judge.
0: Yeah, and uh, this clip is, it's a little weird because it's its the actual audio feed of the Zoom call, of the, the WebEx call or whatever they use. And uh, I'm going to play the whole thing because l- listening to the judge when he realizes what's happening, it is just remarkable, unbelievable that this doctor... Did
7: what he did. Hello? Hello, Mr. Green? Yes. Hi. Are you uh, available for trial? It, it kind of looks like you're in an operating room right now. <laughs> I am sir. I'm in an operating room. Yes, I'm available for trial. Go right ahead. Okay. Let me just briefly advise you that the proceedings right now, they are being live streamed on YouTube. That's because traffic trials are required by law to be open to the public. Since we're limiting physical access to the courtroom right now, that's how we're making them open to the public, okay? Okay. If I could get you to raise your right hand for me, please. Officer Monroe was previously sworn in, so she won't be taking the oath right now, but I'll swear you in. Do you solemnly state, under penalty of perjury, that the testimony you provide today will be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes, sir. Thank you very much.
0: And then they, uh, they go to get the judge, is what's happening now with uh, the silence. And then the judge shows up forthwith and is very concerned.
6: So uh, can everybody hear me? Officer Officer Monroe, Mr. Green, Elizabeth Ramirez, uh, is she part of this case? Yes. Oh, people are just coming in. What I'm looking at is Scott Douglas Green's case, case number 20, TRO95795. I believe Officer Monroe is present on this case as well. So unless I'm mistaken, I'm seeing a defendant that's in the middle of an operating room appearing to be actively engaged in providing services to a patient. Is that correct, Mr. Green? Yes, sir. Or what I should I say, Dr. Green, but I don't know that. Okay. That's so, okay. Um, I do not feel comfortable uh, for the welfare of a patient if you're in the process of operating that I would put on a trial, notwithstanding the fact that the officer's here today. What's, so I have
7: another—I have another surgeon right here who's doing the surgery with me, so I can stand here and allow them to do the surgery. Also,
6: not at all. I—I I don't think so. I don't think that's appropriate. I think we're going to have—I'm going to come up with a different date when you're not actively involved or participating in attending to the needs of a patient. Um, let me see if I can get a different date here. I apologize, Your Honor, to the court. Sometimes yeah. surgery doesn't always go as, the court, as you know, efficiently as it we happens. Have. We want to keep people healthy. We want to keep them alive. That's that's important. March 4th, 3 o'clock. At, how about that? Officer Monroe and oh, Dr. or Mr. Green. March 4th. day okay, of
7: the week is that? I
6: don't know. Officer Monroe, satisfactory with you?
4: Yes, sir. I just need a new subpoena for the date.
6: The court will do that. The court Thank will... you, Your Honor. Yeah, I'm concerned about the welfare of the person based on what right. I'm seeing. Um, okay, so March 4th, uh, what time? Uh, 3
3: o'clock.
6: 3 o'clock. It'll be March 4th. Is uh, uh, Mr. Green or Dr. Yes, Green, 3 o'clock p.m., Department 87, okay. March 4th. Is that going to fit your calendar? We hope. Thank, Thank you, sir. honor. Thank you. Okay, you're both free to go now. They're free to go, right? I can just send them away. Oh, sir, doctor, Miss Green, oh, Doctor Green, Doctor Green. Hold on. Dr. Green? Hold on. So the officer is free to go, but he's got to go to the he's got to go to the breakout room to finish the process. Okay. Okay. So you don't, uh, yeah, finish the process. I'll give you the breakout room button here. Talk to my court attendance,
2: I'm sure that the judge gives. Uh all defendants this much deference and respect and flexibility in his scheduling and approach. Um, Pretty uh, unbelievable. I, this doctor's being investigated by the California medical board for his actions, which what is he trying to say there when he was saying, I'm sorry, surgery just kind of like he's a plastic surgeon. Is he he doing an emergency nose job?
0: Sometimes surgery doesn't go as planned.
2: Like, you scheduled it when you had court.
0: That's right. You knew what your court date was, obviously, because you showed up.
2: And you just said another surgeon was in there, like, doing what you needed. So then why are you in there? Why didn't you just step out into your office if you don't actually need to be there?
0: It is. Watching it is pretty alarming because when uh, when they go to get the judge, the doctor goes back in. to do, They're doing the procedure right there and then. He went back and head down and, you know, scalpel. Then You can hear the boop, boop. You can hear the machinery in the background. I mean, the guy, it's pretty difficult to to yank somebody's medical license, but this guy should be sanctioned at the very least.
2: Well, so he also consented to have someone's surgery live streamed on YouTube during his court session. Right, right, right. Because they asked him, you know, this is going to be on YouTube. He's he's like, like, oh, yeah, yeah, the patient in the back, they're fine. They're fine. They're good with it. They wanted to have their surgery live on YouTube. (laughs) In my court session.
0: Pretty crazy. I mean, not a, not inappropriate at all for him to be asshole of today, I, I don't believe.
2: Well, and he is going to have court on the day that Donald Trump becomes president again. So we'll, Scott
0: Douglas Green.
2: We'll have to see how that goes.
0: Absolutely. We would love to know what you think. 657-464-7609. Email a voice memo from your smartphone to it at com. Is there anything else, Brittany Page? There is not. Thank you for joining me today, Brittany Page.
2: As always, it has
0: been a remarkably beautiful time. Mm. It's almost like I'm stretching to try to get to some time limit that is there isn't one. I'm just
2: are you doing Are you doing that? No, I'm not doing that. You just don't want the show to end. I'm just I'm
0: just loving the show. You
2: love the show.
0: Seven hundred twenty-four. Also, the the longer I talk, I feel like we're not going to get to March fourth when Donald Trump will eventually be president again.
2: Yeah. <laughs> exciting
0: (laughs) super exciting alright everybody we love you we'll see you next time for Brittany Page I'm Jesse Dollimore and this has been I
1: Doubt they are banning Dr. Seuss books